K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Welcome back to another jam-packed, exciting episode of Black on Both Sides. I am one half of your host, King Kunta3x. The other half of your host here is the world-renowned, locally known, universally accepted. Nine out of ten dentists say, hey, it's still important to come in and see us about your dental health. Corona be damned. But be honest, gets it. What up, B? What's going on? Uh, a lot. Yeah. 2020. God damn. Right. Shit. So we still got half left. Get, oh yeah. <laughs> we still got I'm just half glad. Half left. I'm just glad those those goddamn murder murder hornets said, you know what? We'll come back later. Yeah, y'all got a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, y'all got a lot of shit going on. We'll just don't worry about it. We'll let ourselves out. We'll be back later. All right, man. Uh, off the top, we have to say uh, rest in power to uh, United States Congressional Representative John Lewis, uh, coming out of uh, the state of Georgia. Um, John Lewis uh, is was was and is a giant, literal giant in the civil rights movement. Staple. Um, yeah, I think his uh, one of his one of the the phrases we know know best from him is is good trouble, and that you know we as as people black people are always taught you know you know be careful don't get in trouble but. When civil rights are at stake, it's okay to get into good trouble. He had been arrested several times uh, as a young man uh, in the 60s, uh, nonviolent marches for civil rights. And he also had been arrested, I think, maybe four times as a representative. And uh, he, you know, he'd been awarded the uh, Congressional uh, Medal of Freedom by President Obama, you know, back when, you know, the, the Congressional Medal of Freedom actually meant something. You know, Rush Limbaugh has one B. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, uh, 45 gave Rush Limbaugh one. Okay. Yep. Did he say and what so, for? Just being being a, a national treasure B. So he didn't preface it with anything like? I don't remember. Okay. Well, he, he, he could only preface it with lies because Rush Limbaugh has been controversial on a, you know, for years. When I say controversial, I mean saying terrible shit. But in any event, um, back to what's most, most important here. So I read that uh, when President Obama was inaugurated, uh, the first time when he his first inauguration, well, maybe there's not a second one if you win two terms. But anyway, the first time uh, after he left the stage, uh, Representative Lewis brought him a piece of paper and asked him to sign it. Why? Because Representative Lewis probably thought he would never ever in his lifetime see the day that there'd be a black president. Have you heard the story, B? I have not. And uh, let me, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get this wrong because I actually uh, saved this because it was just, you know, it this just this goes to show you how much he means to people that, that care about government and civil rights and black people, uh, Black people being able to to take steps forward in real tangible ways within the system, you know. And I understand. I said within the system. So, okay, as as President Obama left his swearing in, Representative Lewis approached him with a sheet of paper and asked the new president, the first black president, to sign it, and he did. He wrote, "Because of you, John, Barack Obama." 
So wow. Wow. this man did a lot. You know, yeah. he, we talked about Elijah Cummings when he passed on. Similar guy. Both giants. Both giants. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know about you, B, but my social media was flooded yesterday and late Friday night with, with you know, with all these rest in peace and all these pictures that people had. Regular people had pictures with, with Representative Lewis. And that just goes to show you who he was. He was somebody that was approachable. Yeah. He was a man of the people. You could talk to him. Um, presidents, dignitaries, foreign leaders, the guy at the barbershop. If you, you could talk to him. He was approachable. And he would have to be because, again, he, he started out in the 60s marching right, right alongside Martin Luther King. You know, he, uh, he was beaten in the nonviolent protest. I think he had a, his skull fractured uh, during one of those protests. Yeah. And so, you know, day one, day one, um, before we move on, before we maybe you know, be, you want, well, actually, be, you want to say anything about Representative Lewis? Because I know he's from Georgia. I mean, I know that, that um, there always will be detractors, but it's amazing that there are people who are detracting this, his life. Well, you know, it's, his life is public. His service is public. And, you know, there's, there's an old Christian black spiritualist that says, may the works I've done speak for me. Yeah. And uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. And that's exactly, at least on my feed, that is happening. Did you notice that uh, French, French Reggie took some of those stray bullets? We should be talking about. <laughs> yeah, so I guess... There's a guy out there in L.A., um, you might know him, Tariq Nasheed, who was saying something about John Lewis. French Reggie was like, hey, you know, that I, we should respect his life or whatever. And so French Reggie got, got some of those bullets, too. You didn't see that? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's in the slack. Uh, they, they I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, there's basically, he basically was saying French Reggie's not even a foundational American. So he don't, hey. have, he don't have a say. Hey. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, B, I think you know where I stand on that. I, uh, I mean, Rich Reggie was like, Leo. Rich <laughs> Reggie was like, well, they dropped us off right before they dropped y'all off the same ship. <laughs> yeah, but different location. But any, any event, um, <laughs> but you know what? Hotep nigga is going to hotep nigga. Right. They're a bunch of just sour bitter ass niggas who can't who never are happy for any goddamn thing and every fucking solution hotep nigga will see a problem whatever you do hotep nigga will say well you should have did this in addition to what you did do so i'm not i'm not surprised because i think uh, Tariq nasheed is is considered one of them hotep niggas based yeah. on my recollection of him so i don't actually don't give a fuck what he says i don't know what Tariq nasheed has done right exactly. for black people. Do do you? I don't. That's why I, I was telling I Keith. I was telling French Reg, keep your head up, man. <laughs> it'll, it'll be all right. <laughs> and what what's this thing got? A podcast and Instagram? I mean, he uh, got all kind of stuff. <laughs> he gonna be on the next Hidden Colors. French Reg is gonna be on the next Hidden Colors. <laughs> Whatever, man. Fuck you, Tariq Nasheed. If this ever gets to you, <laughs> right. and I wish you would, might come at me at King Kunta Three X on the gram. Yeah, um, but but let's uh let's not let let's also we would be completely one hundred percent remiss that we didn't lose just one giant. We lost two giants. 
of the civil rights movement. I saw on you the same it. fucking day. I'm not familiar with that guy. Well, uh, we're talking about uh, another giant, uh, the late uh, C.T. Vivian, uh, also known as the Reverend C.T. Vivian. Uh, he, the best I can describe him as not only was he a close friend of MLK during the civil rights movement, but to say that he was MLK's general, that would be fucking accurate. The logistics of when, where, and how the marches were under the direction of, of, of Reverend C.T. Vivian. So basically, hmm. Selma, all these things where you saw, uh, the history says you saw MLK march. C.T. Vivian either came to a conclusion with MLK that this is the appropriate place to go and or this is the logistics of how we're all going to get there and do this. Okay. A giant. He chose not to enter, uh, become a, 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 a civil servant. And instead he stayed, you know, as that vein of, of the Civil Rights Act is, he stayed as a, as a reverend. And, uh, you know, he continued, uh, I, he had, looking at his church now, I think. Any event, he stayed as a reverend. He still, you know, he still touched many people. And um, Van Jones gave a very stirring talk about how uh, Reverend C.T. Vivian came and visited visited his class at college, and and just really, you know, lit a fire in him about you know changing the world. Yeah. And 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 so these people are unmatched. These are both one of one, and we lost them in the same 24-hour time span. Again, I cannot, under, I cannot overstate. C.T. Vivian is the logistical guy who organized all those goddamn marches you, you see videos, in the, videos of in the 60, yeah. 60s with MLK. He, he got it all done. Yeah, that's a big deal. MLK, we, well, I read this. Well, we should go there. Okay, I'll organize. I'll get everyone there. So... Any of it. These two individuals unmatched. Um, but you know what? Let's talk about John Lewis. I told you, B, uh, that my Instagram was flooded. My social medias were flooded with people giving their, you know, their, their rest in peace, rest in power. Uh, and, you know, you'd be surprised. You saw people from across the aisle saying that, uh, you know, white, black, uh, both saying, you know, you know, he's a great man. Fuck, even Trump said something about that much later in the day. But, you know, he's it's really a, it's it's really uh, one of those. I don't want to I don't want to belittle it or overstate it. It's really one of those situations where it's hard and Tariq Nasheed, notwithstanding, to find someone that almost everybody has something nice to say. Right. B, did you know that Senator Marco Rubio even chimed in on this? The Republican Senator Marco Rubio? I did not. Rubio? He, he posted, it was an honor to know and be blessed with the opportunity to serve in Congress with John Lewis, a genuine and historic American hero. May the Lord Grant him eternal peace. Doesn't that sound nice, B? It does. It sounds, it sounds, um, and not even overreaching, which is odd. You know, normally when they do that, it sounds overreaching. That doesn't. It sounds genuine. No, it doesn't. 
It does. It really, it really does sound, you know, incredibly genuine because, you know, Marco Rubio is not someone that, you know, he's, he's very close to President Trump. And, uh, and so that was, you know, it was good to see that, B. You know who else said something about this? Who was that? Senator Dan Sullivan, another Republican, I think of Alaska. He said he shared almost the same or very similar sentiments. And, you know, that, that, you know, and just, you know, just because they wanted people to understand and see that they worked with this man on right. a regular basis, they both posted pictures themselves um, with Representative John Lewis B. Isn't that nice? It is. It's very nice. One fucking problem. Uh-oh. It's not John Lewis. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Both of them the same guy? Both of them have the same guy that's not fucking John Lewis. They both posted pictures oh, in memoriam to John Lewis in which they are standing with fucking Elijah Cummings who died almost a whole goddamn year ago. Pause. B, we talked about this when, uh, when Elijah Cummings died. Yes. They both were similar looking. Kind of. Bald head. Similar. Similar looking. But you know what, B? I didn't interact with either Elijah. I didn't have the honor and privilege of ever interacting with Elijah Cummings or uh, John Lewis, let alone interacting with him on a daily basis to try to generate legislation. This is essentially someone at your workplace, you know, pre-COVID-19, when you were all at the workplace interacting and whatnot. Right. Confusing you with the other black guy. Or... Or they, they didn't actually pick the picture. Oh, wait, B, B, so we're talking about two senators. So you, are you saying that maybe they have a team that runs their social media? <laughs> yeah, of course. Come on. And maybe uh, that team who runs the social media would maybe do just a little fucking research. I would and, hope. You know, like a, a Google, maybe a Google lookup to get an accurate fucking picture of goddamn John Lewis versus I, Elijah Cummings. I agree. Uh, Unless, of course, God damn it, they all just look alike to me. So well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that both those senators know exactly who the, the difference between Elijah Cummings and John Lewis is, but their staff just didn't. I'm hoping. Okay, man, hope whatever you want. So I'm not going to dive into it. It's just important to know that both these two senators who actually have worked with John Lewis, who actually had worked with Elijah Cummings, tried to post some heartfelt, poignant rest in peace and all we worked with him and may the Lord grant him eternal peace stuff. And both these individuals on their social media posted the wrong nigga. But okay. Um, let's go to some fuckery. Let's break this up. Um, let's get into some fuckery. Would be, can, we, can we get a little bit of Can we get in a little fuckery? Is that sure. okay? Fuck them. Okay. <clears throat> uh, B, have you heard about Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion? I have. What have you heard, B? I heard that um, they were riding in a car, and I guess there was some type of argument that broke out. She was trying to leave and got shot in the foot or the toe or something like that. You say got shot. Uh, did I say it wrong? No, I'm just wondering... Does that mean you don't know who shot her? I mean, well, Tory Lanez is, Tory Lanez is uh, uh, allegedly the person who shot her. Tory Lanez allegedly shot Meg Thee Stallion in the foot because of an argument. What type of fuckery is that, B? 
know. Have you ever had a chick say it's over and you got so mad you wanted to shoot her in the foot so she couldn't she, she couldn't walk or run away from you? Have you ever? Well, they weren't. No? They, they couldn't have been dating, right? I don't I don't know the situation. I just know that the chick wanted to walk away and he shot her in the foot. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been mad enough at a woman to want to shoot her in her foot, no. I mean, I haven't seen anything like this since Harlem Nights, B. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, don't shoot my pinky toe. Oh, he shot the pink. No, she didn't say don't shoot. She said, go ahead. Here it is, quick. And he <laughs> quick shot off her pinky toe. He be the nine toe having this motherfucker in Harlem. Shot the pinky toe off. B, I don't, I don't understand this type of, this type. I don't understand this level of, 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 of nigga. I don't. It's I don't. not man. That's not man shit. First of all, shooting somebody in a foot is real, real stupid. But then shooting a woman in her foot. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I, don't, I, I can't speak for the millennials and younger, man. I can't. I mean, I just don't. I don't even know what to say, but other than thank God, he didn't touch the knees. Why? What's wrong with her knees? Oh, you don't know about the mixed stallion knees? No. They apparently have quite the endurance and can hold up quite, a, quite uh, an impressive amount in a, a gyrating fashion. Oh. I thought you meant like you never heard of Meg the Stallionese? No. Man, there's your you're welcome. Um Yeah, man, but thank God he didn't shoot the knees. Uh, I guess she's expecting to make a full recovery. I think uh Tori got booked on a gun possession charge. It'll be interesting to see, because they're both industry, yeah. how they work this out, if they work this out. Well, I, I think I, I don't I think I saw something on somebody's social media, maybe it was her saying that now she's saying that women are the most underprotected group of people or something. Like where are we going there with it? Oh, I don't I, I didn't see that. You can go there if you want. I I didn't see that. No, I don't want to go there. I mean, there I I just uh, okay. The problem here is that somebody got shot in their damn foot. Now, that's even been in a movie as being funny. Do you agree? Yeah, in the context of that movie. Did you laugh your ass off when Della Reese got shot in the pinky toe? Yeah, and then he had to apologize maybe a year, year or two later. <laughs> yeah, but the point is, though, is that the, the idea of someone getting shot in the foot is just funny. I think so. You think so. In certain contexts. Now, when you're talking about actually getting shot and having to feel the pain, yes, of course, we all know getting shot sucks. However... The idea of No, being, the fuck I don't know getting shot sucks. I'm not a zone six nigga, but whatever. Because <laughs> that's what you are, to be honest. I'm saying if you're gonna get Draw shot hard. if you're gonna get shot somewhere, I would pick the toe. If it were if it were the toe or my heart, I would pick the toe. I don't know, maybe that's me. I don't well, know. out of those two, I guess you're right, B. Out of those two. <laughs> you're right. But, I too would pick the toe as opposed to my heart. So if you listen to the No Nonsense Show listeners and you've heard French Reggie, um, and it's, uh, uh, we're bringing up French Reggie again, he brought up a, a, a woman, a rapper, who was going at J. Cole for saying that he wasn't, he was being sexist and stuff like that. So she puts up a tweet saying, pray for Megan and all black women globally. Watching black men joke about her shooting as a call to action to harm more black women hurts in a way I'm not smart enough to articulate. And the silence from male rappers while Talib Kweli harassed black women for weeks. Disgusting. Where, Talib Kweli? Yeah, where are we going? This is, this is, this is the type of shit that we're... Like, no. People are fucking with Meg Thee Stallion for getting shot because getting shot in the foot is funny. It has been since Talib Harlem. Talib It has been shit. since Rage in Harlem. 
It's been funny since Rage in Harlem. I'm not saying that I want Meg to get shot in her leg or her foot or whatever. I'm not saying I want to get shot in the foot. But you have to admit, of all the fucking places to get shot, the funniest place because of Rage in Harlem is probably, I mean Harlem Nights, excuse me, because of Harlem Nights, it's probably in your toe. It's just funny by nature now. There's nothing you can do about it. And it's not just black men joking Meg Thee Stallion. Everybody is joking Meg Thee Stallion. Matter of fact, they're not really even joking her. They're joking Tory Lane's little, little bitty ass because they found out he was 5'1 or 5'3 or something. Remember, he was on Sway in the morning. He got up out of this chair. He didn't get up. And that nigga was, was the same height. <laughs> he didn't get up out of his chair. He slid over from his chair <laughs> to like, how do you how do you how do you get up and be the same? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been a fraction of an inch taller in the chair, but yeah, people people are joking the situation. I don't think this this is. I don't think there's there's a need for black men to smarten up and and protect black women here. This was obviously something that was a one off. This is not a, a sign of black men not respecting black women. People are making fun of it because it's being shot in the toe, and that's funny by nature now. Yeah, man, I, I I can't take a deep dive. This is this is really some some fuckery. This is some fuckery. Absolutely. Uh, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand. How do we how do we get here, B? How did we fucking get here? <laughs> we, we still don't know what the fuck happened. Still they was riding and it was cool, and all of a sudden it wasn't fucking cool anymore, and somebody got shot. I don't. I don't know, man. Here's what I do know: if there were any male to shoot a female. And you told me that the people who were involved were five, three Tory Lanes and almost six feet Meg the Stallion. That nigga might have needed a gun. Now the, the the sad part is she was going the other direction. Had she been coming towards him, I could see that way differently. I guess, man. I, I don't I don't see it. But you know, be you know, like yourself, I, I, I was raised on UGK and eight ball MJG, so I don't understand these new niggas. That's just me. Right. Speaking of these new niggas. <laughs> Transition again. Thank God that Meg, Meg the Stallion's knees are okay. Um, she'll probably be twerking on stage sooner than you know. Uh, so speaking of fuck niggas, August Alsina. I guess over the weekend he was supposed to drop a, a hot single. B, have did you hear about it? I heard about the a few lines from it. Well, I haven't. All I know is the name, Entanglement. Right. Man, look at us as black people. Look at us. <laughs> Take a negative situation and turn it into a positive. There you go. I, I, you know, this is, you know, some people was trying to use entanglement for bad. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Some people were trying to speak down on August Alcina's name with this entanglement. Right. But August said, no, Mm-mm. still I rise and still I rise. He made a whole ass song called Entanglement. Yeah. And I haven't heard the song B. Apparently you heard some lyrics, some, a few, you read or heard a few ry- uh, lyrics from B. Yeah, I heard What you that. got? Uh, I, I don't have the lyrics. Um, it's just something about your man. Um, you wanted to cheat on your man and you want me to blow your back out. And uh, yeah, I don't know, something like that. And. He was trying to. Was, about the, it was like you were wrong for you were wrong for cheating on your man, but you want me to blow your back out. But I got a key to the house and to the car, something like that. Fuck nigga shit. He gonna mess around and not be heard of ever again. Wait a minute, is Rick Ross on this song? 
No way. Hold on. No, no, no. I, I don't fucking believe. No, 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 no. I think he is. No. Look, he look, this, 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 this is the verse I was talking about. I'm, I'm being honest, baby. Don't want no strings attached. Uh-uh. You just want a nigga that's going to break your back. Break your back. I'm half? No. I ain't about to play oh, with Oh, shit. That. Rick Ross is on this <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> How Does he, he con- know this? How did he Does Rick convince- Ross know this? How did he convince Rick Ross to be on this fucking song? Man, this has to be a, something he already laid down in connection with the project. I don't... Has to be. Has to be. Wow. Oh, man. These lyrics. Shit. <laughs> wow, Rick Ross. Special moment in history. <laughs> wow, Rick Ross. Bad move. The definition of entanglement. No, I woe, I uh oh. <laughs> it's when you're tangled in these sheets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know that we don't call it a relationship. No, uh oh. Wow. But you're still fucking me. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, man. Bad move, um, Ross. Um, oh, shoddy leaning on my shoulder. Got her questioning my willpower. Jaded by her beauty. But her reputation real solid. See, I see that wordplay. See that yeah. double entendre. He is so bit? small. He is so smart. Yeah. Still, I gotta get around. Favorite artist was Tupac. Hey, leave Pac the fuck out of this. You right. can't come up missing. Um, I don't know, man. This at this point, this is on Jada. At this point, I'm yep. gonna have to say this is on, you know. Whoa, whoa, look at the last part, last time ever. Saddest part is I still love you. Just to keep it simple. What? Come on, my nigga. Come on, my nigga. Again, again B, I, I grew up on UGK and, and some 8-Ball MJJ. I just, I can't, I, this is not relatable. These Come lyrics are not relatable on, to me. Come on, my nigga. What are you talking about? How are you going to be complaining and crying and, and then tomorrow I love you? Come on, nigga. It's over. August Alcina, if you listen to the Black and Both Sides, I need you to know that it's over, sir. It never started, actually. You were the only one who was in love. Side, nigga. Nigga on the side. You're not Will, nigga. Stop it. It's okay. Side. Most of us aren't Will. We don't have that kind of money, that kind of uh, influence. It's okay. You had one hot song. You had a hot record one time. Let name a the song, then, B. Name it. I don't even fucking know it. Uh, no, his name was in the street. That's all I know. I don't... No, I remember the song. Um... <laughs> but asterisk, I also have never heard or I don't recall hearing a Tory Lane song. I know they're there. Maybe uh, I did, no, but it didn't stick. Um, so, uh... See what I'm saying, B? What is the name of that shit? I got to look it up now. I can't, cause I can't no, you remember. don't. No, you don't. You don't have to. All right, man. So August is probably going to come up missing. Um, nah, it ain't, it ain't. I love this shit. That's the name of the song. That was it? Yeah, I'm not familiar, but okay. <laughs> All right, man. So, um... <laughs> and it's our Lane song is that you're going to have to do more than just... You gonna have to do more than just sing it, whatever the jade. Yeah, the, yeah, no, nothing. I don't, I don't, nothing? I don't. No, okay, if you say so, man. Uh, <laughs> oh man, these dudes are so replaceable. That's why it doesn't even matter if he goes to jail. It doesn't even no, matter. He's replaceable. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I know of his name, Tory Lanes. I, I've heard that. I've heard the name. Uh yeah man so I I don't know I don't know about these new niggas but let's see what else we got here remember how we dragged Monique for trying to suit for talking bad about Netflix remember that yeah 
Yeah, apparently the judge said her her lawsuit can continue. So she's about to sue them, sue them. She'd probably get a settlement. Hey. Hey. But never uh, the stand-up platform she wanted. But whatever. Hey, no. money's money. She's not funny, so it's all good. I'm not going to... I'm not willing to plant a flag and die on that hill, if you say so. Wh- women don't have the funny gene. Shout out to Jerry, sure. shout out to Jerry Stiller. I guess, man. It's true, uh, though. Women don't have the funny gene. It's okay. I mean, that's just not their thing. Yeah, I don't agree with you. Uh, but in any event, <laughs> we're going to keep it pushing. <laughs> that's your, the views and opinions expressed here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I can think of, of you know, uh, Ali Wong. She's funny as fuck. Nope. She's never made me see stars. Like, she's never made me have to catch my see breath. See stars? Yeah. Okay. I've laughed hard enough from guys to, like, see stars. Like, I couldn't get my breath. She's not a fan of Lisa Lampanelli? <laughs> no. Oh man, not a fan of Ellen and her com- Hell comic stone. Oh no. Let's see. I like some more. I eh. like uh, Luna. Uh, Lunell, she's funny. Eh. All right, we're not doing that. I don't care. I don't get back on track. Back on track. So Monique, <laughs> almost, she's almost got, the, got, got the lawsuit going. Maybe she'll get a settlement. Good for her, beloveds. Um, all right. There's an elephant in the room we haven't talked about. Uh oh. And we're going to be careful. I am, B, you're not, but I'm going to be very careful in how I speak on this because this is a very sensitive fucking area. Uh-oh. I might be sensitive too. So, Nick Cannon. Mm. Unless you've been living under a rock, Nick said some stuff Nick wasn't supposed to say, and it cost Nick all the contracts. Right. He's been accused of being an anti-Semite. That means you're racist and prejudiced against uh, Jews. What did Nick? What did Nick say? I don't. He was on a he was on a podcast with Professor Griff. Remember Professor Griff, a public enemy? Yeah, he's a bail bondsman down here. What? He's a, he owns a bail bondsman shop down here. He literally is the guy sitting in the office, too. You, you can go see Progressive Professor Griff right now. Is right he still now, doing the marching? Is he still marching in place and spinning no, around? he's sitting at a desk at, at 8.06 p.m. on Sunday evening, right downtown right now, right off of Memorial Drive near the Greyhound Station at the bail bond office, right across, almost across the street from the, where the um, lockup is. <laughs> well... <laughs> I saw Chuck D on Chris Cuomo on CNN about a week ago. So I guess, you know, they're still going opposite directions as far as <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> the level of notoriety and success. But this got Professor Griff right back into the thick of things. So <sighs> we're just going to talk a little bit about what was actually said in the fallout and then where we are today. Uh, and what does it mean? Um, so in a nutshell... The high-level overview is that Nick Cannon is trying to well, agreed that black people are the true Hebrews. Right. And that Jews have usurped, a.k.a. taken, stolen their identity. Um, Cannon, we are, we are the same people who they want to be. That's our birthright. We are the true Hebrews. Okay. Um, and so he goes on and on 
uh, about Europeans. And so European is Nick Cannon people. saying this or is Griff saying this? Ooh, this is Nick Cannon. Okay. Uh, they had to be savages. Jewish people, white people, Europeans. So, this is, mm. these are things that you probably shouldn't be saying if you were a man like Nick Cannon who gets a steady revenue stream from these huge entertainment companies. Um, some of which have CEOs who may be Jewish. Most of which. So, CB, that's how you. That's that's how Nick. That's how Nick got got. Well, no, I mean it's just a fact that the 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 Jewish people are pretty much in charge of entertainment. That's not that's not a, an insult. CB, some would say that's anti-Semitic and how, a conspiracy theory. How, how so? That's that would be a. It's essentially a stereotype that Jewish people run Hollywood. That's like saying Jewish people would be stingy. It's a it's a prejudiced stereotype, B, that's just not okay. Stingy? What? I didn't say anything about stingy. What are you talking about? No, but it's the same thing. If a stereotype. So. If you say so. It's not progressive, B. It's if you not say progressive. So. If you say so. All I know is, is that there were many things said, and that was probably the le If that was offensive, that was the least offensive thing. Saying that they're in charge of Hollywood and in charge of music industry. That's offensive. Well, I, I, I think that uh, centers around black people being the true Hebrews. Right. So and, that's different. Uh, now, see, that's that's yeah. way different. And you know, and and saying that white people uh, came from the Caucasoid Mountains and were savages and etc. That's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So Nick Cannon has been undergoing. A Afrocentric transition as of the last two two years or plus. He graduated from Howard University. He has been seen at prominently at some protests regarding George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. He also has become all uh, he, oh, he's spoken to uh, the Honorable Minister uh, Louis Farrakhan. Uh, he cut a a video. Within 24, 48 hours after you know, about George Floyd. And so he's on a journey, I think. Yeah. Now, the commentary about white people and savages and wicked and being wicked and come from the you know the Caucasus Mountains, I know where you got that from. I These are some NOI teachings. Yes. They just are. Oh, there's um, a book. Yeah, you I mean the 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 Yakub. Yeah. Look, look that up out there. <laughs> If you are interested on on this idea, the NOI, NOI has about the uh, rise and evolution of white people. So I get that. I get that those things he said could be offensive. I get that. Right. And so after he said it, uh, and after Viacom, CBS, essentially fired him and blocked him from all of his their other platforms, What's on Viacom? Uh, BET, MTV, yeah, everything. Uh, a lot of stuff. Nick, Nickelodeon, stuff. Nick Jr. and I think Nickelodeon is how Nick Cannon came up. Yep. Uh, Wild and Out, uh, it was was broken on on Viacom. Yep. I think that's on MTV. Yep. And so uh, after this happened, Nick came out and just held his ground. Said, "I said what I said. You know, you know. I'm sorry if anybody got offended, but I said what I said, basically." And I'm if you're gonna be, you know, if you don't want to continue to have a dialogue with me, I'm gonna be needing back my rights to wilding out. 
He called it a billion dollar platform. I don't know, but that's what he said. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Ice Cube, who's always been in support of black people. Uh, the old Ice Cuban came back. B. I don't know if you heard about this. Ice Cube is Ice Cuban right now. And other people have come to support him. You know, Ice Cube. I believe Ice Cube might be nation. He might be. If he's not nation of Islam, he's at least Muslim. He's something. When he when he came yeah. to New York and America, America Cosmos wanted. I think he started. He started in with that crew. Right. So Ice Cube, the Honorable uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan. Okay. Charlemagne the God, Seath of the God, Charlemagne. Charlemagne is also in hot water because it's Nick Cannon shit. You want to know why, B? Um, I didn't hear about this one. Because he co-signed what you said. It's like, well, the Jews showed their power by firing him. Charlemagne, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> but it's fucking true. What a, That's like, a, <laughs> that is a stereotype. You are prejudiced. You're just like Nick. You're just <laughs> like Nick Cannon. And we must root out. We must root out this racism in 2020. Wow. Haven't, haven't they suffered enough? How that dare you? That isn't racism. You? That isn't saying that they're in charge is not racism. Saying that they unfairly treat people because of that, that may be, that may be along the lines. But just saying that they're in charge is not. How is, in the hell is that racism? I still don't get it. Well, B, I think you don't get it because you don't want to get it, B. Is that true? I think you need to, I think you need to be a little bit, a little bit. I think you're trolling me right now. More progressive in your viewpoint. And you've got to leave some of these long-held, incorrect prejudice and stereotypes about Jewish people behind, B. What is the incorrect if you don't, stereotype? I don't know if we can continue this podcast, B. I'm just going to tell you. I think that uh, I think that the whole Caucasoid Mountain science experiment mutant white people thing is re fucking ridiculous. But I don't think that saying that somebody who's in charge is in charge, like admitting that someone who's in charge actually is in charge, I can't understand how that would possibly be racism. That's those are two very vastly different opinions and perspectives. Well, um, Charlemagne said that the fact that they fired him proved that Jewish people. Have the power. <gasps> Gasp. It is, it is amazing to me how... Gasp. It's amazing to me how people can say shit about black people all day long. We gotta, oh, we're not talking about that, B. We got to march and we fight and we got to do all this stuff. We got to let make, we gotta show people, make them aware and let them see that it's actually happening to us. We have to prove that something is happening to us. However, one person says one thing about a Jewish person and shit just gets shut down. Nobody, there's no march. There's no, there's no uh, bumper sticker. There's no uh, meme. There's no hashtag. It just gets shut the fuck down. So something is going on. Something may be going on, B, because I told you Nick Cannon came out and stood on what he said. Not for long. For the, Couldn't have been for long. He had to, I think, didn't he backtrack? 24, 24 hours later. <laughs> I stand on I'm one. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. What I had said was. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one, one bad, one, one, one. <laughs> one thing you don't quit me over one one indiscretion. It was an entanglement. I had an entanglement <laughs> with the honorable oh. Minister Louis Farrakhan. An entanglement. Wow. So he apologized like all the way, like like heavy. 
Uh, I don't have the exact apology, but yeah. It was, <laughs> put it to you this way. And for those who are confused, King Kunta 3X, I will not speak for be honest, but I fucks with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. If you don't fuck with him, I don't give a fuck. Like he, like he says, take it or leave it alone. And before we wrap this, this uh, topic up, I'm going to tell you why. But so, yeah, he backtracked. Uh, he backtracked so much, the Nation of Islam people that follow was trying to explain what it meant. And then after they decided that they, you know, they, the explanation wasn't satisfactory, they, they've, uh, they've, they've abandoned him. Oh, because, you know, come he, on, Nation of Islam. Because he, he, he went back. He's he, got a fucking he, job, y'all. Come on, man. I, I get it, man. But we, but we still have to keep our money flow going. Like it, maybe Nick Cannon is not as, as um, maybe he don't have as much money as y'all thought he did. So maybe if y'all aren't willing, man, to, he lost his morning radio show out here in LA. That's what I'm saying. Mask singer. He just like probably four or five things he lost. Come on, man. The money, the money has to keep flowing. And apologizing to somebody to keep your money flowing, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's selling out or just trying to make sure you have a living. I don't know, B. You know, after this happened or the same day, Diddy, D, the I, the D, the D to the Y is Diddy. Diddy said, hey, man, come on home, bro. Bring your talents to Revolt TV. Anyway, that shit, that's, that ain't no different. B, I have a question. Where does one watch Revolt TV? Uh, so I don't know. I have no idea. I said when I had a Direct TV Now streaming service, Revolt was one of the channels, but I I cut I canceled that shit, and I haven't seen Revolt since. Maybe you can get like some clips on YouTube or something. I I I don't know. That Listen, was actually <laughs> a legit a legit question. B, I don't. I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> Listeners, uh, yeah, email us and let us know what channel Revolt is <laughs> on your dial. <laughs> I don't think they got a channel, dude. I think they just Maybe. like they're one of the auxiliary <laughs> channels at the very end of the, the the lineup. Maybe Nick looked that up. Put it offers me. Oh shit, there's nothing here. Doesn't doesn't Mass Singer come on NBC or something like one of the majors? It's like a one of. The, I, I couldn't tell you, man. I don't. I know what it is. I don't know where it is. It's on a major though. Episode. I know it's on a major. I guess, man. But it's anyway, not revolt. He's, get out of here, revolt. He didn't want to go to revolt. Um, because the revolt TV asked him to come. Did he ask him to come in a tweet? And did he ask him to come on 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 on, on Instagram? And did he don't own revolt? He thinks he does. I don't know. He I, doesn't. B, B. The only thing I know is that revolt TV exists. It does exist. So does complex, so, though. See, I don't follow complex on social media. So I'm gonna take your word for it. It's a YouTube thing. I don't know if they even have a chan- a real channel. Man. Ain't nobody coming home to no goddamn revolt, did he? Stop playing. What name one show on revolt? Making the band. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even on revolt. MTV probably still owns the rights to that. I don't know, man. You got Babs, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> I think Drink Champs podcast the, the comes on um, Revolt TV and the Breakfast Club, uh, like re- rehash syndication comes on there. That's about it. And I only remember that because it used to, like I said, I used to have DirecTV now, that, but I don't have it anymore. So I have no idea. They, they may have canceled all that. So Nick Cannon, you know, see, that's the thing about Minister Louis Farrakhan. That's the thing about Ice Cube. You can say what you mean and mean what you and say don't and apologize. Stand, on, stand on that shit. Yeah. Nick Cannon in a tweet, July 16th. I hurt an entire community and it pained me to my core. Oh. 
I thought it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> then I watched my own community. Stay with me, B. Okay. Then I watched my own community turn on me and call me a sellout for apologizing. Apologizing. Good night. Enjoy Earth. Enjoy Earth. <laughs> so here's the deal, B. I think it's sensitive. He tell me to enjoy Earth. Him and August need to do a remix. Here's the deal, B. Here's the deal. It's easy to put up a black fist, to do a hashtag, you know, Black Lives Matter, to jump in a camera and say, yeah, you know, justice for Brianna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's easy to do, B. That's real easy to do. What it's not easy to do, like the late John Lewis, is to get beat about the head and shoulders. Yeah. It was not easy to do like the Honorable uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan is to have, you know, the press drag you and drag you and drag you and drag you and anybody that fucks with you. Not easy. Yeah. Particularly if you are an entertainer. Yeah. And so Nick was talking about it, thought he could be about it, right? then realized he wasn't about it. Can I make a parallel? Go for it. You Negroes accused Rachel... Dozal of flip-flopping mm, and jumping back and forth. Mm. She didn't know. She stood her ground. And even though y'all never accepted her, she still want to be black. Nick Cannon, on the other hand, he flip-flopped and he is black. I'm gonna have to stop you right there, B. That is not her name. <laughs> what is her name? I'm not gonna let you sit here on a podcast that's both of ours and be so disrespectful. <laughs> What's that? To miss Inkichi Amare Diallo, B. <laughs> Say all go. three of them. Inkichi Amare Diallo. <laughs> Miss, all three of them at the same goddamn time. Miss Diallo stood her ground and she don't give a fuck what you think. She's black. And she's not jumping back and forth. She even changed her name. She got the braids. She got the name. Nick Cannon got a turban, but he jumped back and forth. He's jumping back and forth. One minute he's saying he hates them. Next minute he says, hey, I love y'all, man. I, I upset my community. Which community? We don't even know which community he's talking about when he says he disappointed his community because we don't know which one he's for. You know, it'd be like I said, everybody want to be on the front line until some fires start firing. Dwayne Wade, D-Wade, you know, father of, Z of Zaya Wade, he was trying to defend Nick Cannon. Man, I wish you could have seen that nigga moonwalk backwards as fast as he did. <laughs> I bet he had his wrist bit when he even Oh, no, too. no, no. That's not what I meant. <laughs> right. <laughs> they even came for, uh, for Steven Jackson. Oh, They came wow. for Steven Jackson. Yeah. And this nigga had to clarify. I, said, I wasn't saying what he said per se was correct. I just, I, you know, his state of mind. Wow. Say, so, <sighs> I, don't, I don't know what to say, B. That's why I said we was going to be very, you know, we, we were going to be very... Uh, you know, we're going to touch on it, but not too much because, B, I, you know, I got a family, man. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Me too. I got, I, I know this. I got one. You know, Dwayne Wade deleted his entire tweet in supporting the candidate. Come on, Dwayne nope. Wade. I'll tell you this, though. I, if I got one spot left on my team and it's between, and it's Nick Cannon standing there and Rachel, Do I mean, excuse me, Inkichi Diallo, trust me, I'm picking Inkichi all day and day. You know, she smells like cocoa butter. Of course she does. I bet she's, I bet she's sleeping in a bonnet. Of course she does. She has to. And she, we know she do hair. What were she you said she does. What were you going to say about Farrakhan before we got off this topic? Because you said you had to say something that was important. You forgot? 
No. But oh. There's something else that I need to close up, Nick. Okay. Canon. So today, Nick sent out a troubling tweet. Uh-oh, Nick. Come on, Nick. The quick. Wait, wait. You got to listen. You got to listen. So, apparently, somebody close to Nick Cannon died. And so, Nick is in a dark place. Uh, he says, just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, uh, he, you know, he says, you know, he's been experiencing suicidal thoughts. And so, I don't know. I don't know. Nick seems to be... What? So just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, 2020 is definitely the most fucked up year I've ever witnessed. For everybody. I guess, man. Come on, Nick. Stay strong. So, got to, got to. But transitioning what you said, what, you know, to my point. So, Nick Cannon, who had an awakening, then he went, took his ass back to sleep. We'll see if he, if he wakes back up. Ice Cube stood on his shit and he came for him. Yep. And he said, I said what I said. Uh-huh. Yeah, yay. And the, and the big three still going to be big three. Uh-huh. Uh, and they just, you know, they, they, they dragged Chelsea Handler for showing support to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So Ice Cube, Minister Farrakhan, Stephen Jackson, they seem to support and and at their their lane, they seem to show support for black people in their lane. Ice Cube in a musical lane, you know, he's you know, his a lot of his stuff post NWA has been very pro black, uh, in my opinion. Uh Steven Jackson has just started marching. Anywhere there's a fucking march, that's where the fuck he is since his cousin George Floyd was killed. Those are put those two aside. We talk about black leaders and there isn't one. I want you out there to name one black leader, air quotes, that you think has done or tried to do more for black people in the last 30 years than the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And if you can't think of any, then you need to ask yourself, why is it that the only, well, the, the, the primary voice that's been pro-black this entire time is hated so much. And if you don't have a problem with that, well, then I don't know what to tell you. But King Kunta 3X has a fucking problem with that. No one stands up for us. When they do, goalpost moves. It shifts. B, you said it earlier. No, where's the hashtags? None of that, just canceling. Everyone just, when we, when we say canceling, we don't mean... Ah, uh, you're no. We mean actual checks yeah, gone. Yeah, we don't mean that dumb shit online. I'm talking about you disappear from TV. Oh, you want a you want a job and it, right? Nobody will. You're, you're like you're like a, a disease. Nobody wants to touch you. They call it blackballed. Kunta, did you see um? Did you see what I posted in Slack maybe two hours ago? No, I, I haven't been. You know what the Slack. Uh, what B and I are referring to is a special uh, room uh, from the Slack application that we have set up for. Um. Basically, the Rare Science Network, you know, Black on Both Sides is one show, and the mothership is the no-nonsense no show, which, be honest, um, tries to be the reasonable one, more reasonable one on that show. But, but 
same time, if you want to talk with me and B and any of the other talent, and you're welcome to join the Slack. And we interact there regularly. As B just said, I posted something two hours ago. It's open and free to anyone that wants to join. Just go to rarescience.com and send an email to the admin and you can be on the inside and communicate with us regularly. So B, no, I didn't see what you posted. So apparently while I was enlisted in the military and I was actually in the Persian Gulf during this time, um, Gaddafi, Gaddafi, depending on how you want to say it, tried... Dead, that's all you got. No, listen, man, listen, I did not know this at all. He tried to donate $1 billion to the Nation of Islam and the Clintons blocked it. B, I think that it's just, this is all I'm going to say about this topic. Google for yourself. Research for yourself. If you Google, don't take the first two hits. Research for yourself who Muammar Gaddafi was and what he was trying to do. Yeah. And I guarantee you, it's not going to be the narrative he can tell you. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and I know that I know that Obama was given credit for killing him. Um, no, he I, didn't kill him. His people killed him. Well, but they allegedly. But they give Obama credit for the pressure, making the shit go down. Anyway, a um, billion dollars going to. Can you imagine how much reach the Nation of Islam could have had if that was successful? They blocked it because they said that Gaddafi was a terrorist and he funded terrorism, and that's how they were able to block the the donation. But can you imagine the reach? If they could have gotten that billion back in 96 of all time, I mean, like, you know, that's a lot of years ago. So a billion was more than a billion is now. B, I, I, I think the nation's reach is probably still a lot further than maybe you realize. You know, Farrakhan has spoken to dignitaries. He's, he's spoken to people in, in Iran. He's, yeah. he's, his reach is, the, I mean, most uh, non-extreme Muslim sects recognize this is here in the United States, the NOI, as, as, as black Muslims. They recognize this as the NOI as its own thing here in America and as their, you know, brothers, yeah. et cetera. So his reach is actually pretty vast. Yeah. And more importantly, whenever there's a problem with those people who rhyme lyrically about shooting each other, where do they go when they got beef? When it gets out of hand, eventually, you know, if it's big enough, they go talk to Farrakhan if it's big enough. Yeah. When it's just some niggas doing nigga shit, no. But when if it's big enough, Pac and Biggie, the East Coast, West Coast, yeah. Farrakhan helped smooth that over. They went to the minister. But yeah, B, that's crazy. I mean, am I surprised somewhat? But as I said earlier, I know a little bit about uh, Muammar Gaddafi, and it's not what they told you. Right. They left a lot of important shit out. A lot. Yep. Um. Uh, so I encourage you to research that. Do not take the first two Google hits. Dig deep into the late, uh, they want to call him a dictator, <laughs> uh, Muammar Gaddafi. Um, all right. So I guess the point of what I was closing up is I'm, I'm not going to support or tear down people that seem to be supporting people that look like me. I'm, I'm going to need, you're going to have to be a little bit, I'm going to need a little bit more. Right. I'm going to need a little bit more evidence. Right. I'm you gonna I'm gonna need something said that's that's equal to or greater than the things that are said about me and my people that seem to no one cares about. So got to be the same level or greater than, but it can't be lesser than, because as you as B pointed out, you know people talk cash shit. 
nonstop. And that starts with the president of the White House, as he said. White people get shot too. More white people. Uh, that was last week. Um, <laughs> that's not even in my notes. That's not even in my show notes. <laughs> so we'll see. Hopefully Nick Cannon stays strong, whether he does or whether he don't. Uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is going to keep saying what he can say as long as he can. It might not be too much longer because he's old. Yeah, Ice Cube ain't backing off any shit Ice Cube said. And uh, hopefully Steven Jackson is going to keep marching. Um, moving on. B, would you be surprised if I were to tell you that in the last 100 plus days, more people have been arrested protesting the shooting, the killing of Breonna Taylor than the actual police who killed Breonna Taylor. Would you be surprised? What, I don't understand what you mean. Say that again. More people have been arrested in the past. Say it again. 100 plus days protesting Breonna Taylor's killing, which is, I'm saying more people have been arrested protesting her killing than the actual police who killed her. All three of those police officers are still free. One got fired. Do you know where he went, B? The uh, beach. Living his best life. I mean, it's, so it's, it's, it's broke people at the beach, though. Oh, no. He had two models on his arm. He's a hero. He's oh, living wow. his best life. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, last weekend or earlier in the week, there was a, a, a peaceful sit-in staged at the Attorney General in, in, in the state is Kentucky, the uh, Louisville is where Breonna Taylor was killed. The state's Kentucky. There was a sit-in at the uh, the state, the home of Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron. Um, you had some some big name celebrities there. Trey the Truth, uh, NFL wide receiver Kenny Stills, and he had uh, some other people from these Real Housewives or or such. Things you see on VH1, I don't know. Um, so there was a lot of people there, a lot of black people there having a, a peaceful sit-in. Yeah. They were all arrested. And after they rounded everyone up, someone decided to put in a call and, and add on felony charges. And what, under what jurisdiction, what grounds, I mean? Well, clearly, B, they are trying to intimidate an officer of the of the law at their own house, Trump. yeah. At, at Daniel Cameron, they're trying to intimidate Daniel Cameron into doing something. Huh. Luckily, the DA said, "Nope, fuck all that. I'm not bringing that because there's a thing called the First Amendment, right. and yeah, I don't want my name on this shit." Right. Who is Daniel Cameron? B. You know who this guy is? I don't. Is your attorney? Yeah. No, Attorney General. Attorney General. Oh, okay. Big boy pants yeah. in Kentucky. Well, he's black, B. Did you know that? Uh, I know now. Daniel Cameron, black district attorney. No, black attorney general. I'm sorry, B. You got me skating back. Black attorney general. My bad. State of Kentucky. Just got married recently, B. Did you know that? To a white woman. Come on. Just got married. I'm just saying, you know, of all the things that he could be doing. But I'm saying it's a white woman, isn't it? <laughs> I just know it is. I just have a feeling, man. I'm sorry. See, I, I'm not talking about color right now. I'm just saying of all the things that Daniel Cameron could be doing. Is it true? It's true. It's true. I can tell by the way you're avoiding it. 
I'm just saying, B. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> of all the things he could be doing <sighs> regarding digging into the investigation it of the is. killing of <laughs> Brianna Taylor, he had a wedding party. <laughs> and B, you're you're right. His, you know, the love of his life it <sighs> does appear to be a, a woman of Caucasian persuasion. That Good for him. I don't I don't see a problem. Me. I don't see a problem either. It doesn't surprise me though. Why is this taking so long? Why? Well, okay. And I, and I heard you say murder. So are we, are we saying guilty? Until no, I said, I said, I said killing murder, murder intent. Here's what of the facts that have been gathered that I know of. I don't think they intentionally killed her in the house. I think they thought they were somewhere. They were supposed to be, but they weren't. They got that wrong. I, so I think that they thought they were in the right place and they weren't. And even if you weren't, that's manslaughter in most places. Right. So I didn't say murder. And I've never said murder. And when I post on social media, I don't say murder. I, I you know, killers. That's accurate. Okay. I agree. Murder, murder is not yet. It may be murder. But right now we're just saying kill. Mm-hmm. But I, I also heard that they, their warrant was correct. It was a coordinated warrant. So it was more than one warrant on different pl- different properties, and so they were in the right place because uh, an agent had had bought or sold drugs at that location, and that's why they had the no knock warrant at that location. So I heard that there's actually a, that it was it wasn't that it was the wrong place, but they didn't they did not knock, and they didn't need to because they had a no knock warrant. But that's what I heard. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. You don't you don't get to kill everybody in the house. Well, somebody shot though, anymore. right? Somebody from inside the house shot. Well, yeah, they shot, but they sprayed the house, man. They sprayed the whole, whole right. But thing. see, but 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 the details matter, though, Kuta. So if they yeah, have they a, do. I'm, I'm not co-signing what you're saying that they were in the right place. I haven't. I, you, okay. We talked about this a few weeks ago, and I never followed up. I'm not. I'm not co-signing that. So okay, that's well, let's just really let's, why I'm why, why I'm taking this position because I I don't I haven't seen that. That's fine. But let's saying. let's just say for a second that I am right. Let's just say that I am right because I, I don't know that I am. I could be wrong too. But let's say that I am right. If they have a no-knock warrant and they bust in the door, someone inside the home starts shooting, and they return fire. I don't know that they're wrong necessarily as far as policy. Policy may be a weird word, but policy goes. Now, are they still responsible for any death that happens in that house? Maybe. But it's still, it, there still needs to be an investigation done. Nope. Nothing to see here. All clear. That's what's happened. Oh, people are upset about this shit. Okay, who had the shortest tenure? Okay, this guy. Okay, man. Hate to break it to you. It's too hot, but we're going to have to let you go. <sighs> but so, never fear. You can probably, you know, you can probably find pension. work in another, yeah. ca- in another county. You'll be fine. Here, you know, Use this time to find yourself. Do all the things you wanted to do. Well, I want to go to the beach. Go ahead and do that. Here's hoping you find yourself two blondes. Here's and my he question. Did. Here's my question, Colton. So let's say that I'm wrong and they were in the wrong if, place. If you were right, they wouldn't have fired one of them. Right. But let's say I'm wrong and um, they were in the wrong place and they bust in the door, someone shot, and they shot back and they killed them. Are they then guilty, do you think? Or is there still need to be an investigation? Investigation. Me too. I think anytime there's a there's a loss of life, there just a has connection to be an with a discharge of you know law enforcement firearms. There has yeah, you're right. Anytime there's loss of loss of life, and an officer has discharged a firearm to cause that loss of life, 
at the very least, there needs to be an investigation on how we got there. At this very point, the the crime right now is that there has not been a fucking investigation. That's the crime right now. Well, B, B, B. Have you had a have you had a wedding uh, engagement party? Have you? I've never. I mean, I did have one a few years ago, but well, I don't. Well, 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 you need to remember, B. Those these things just don't fall together. They take time. Yeah. At least a hundred days. At least a hundred days of time. Wow. And then when you after you get it done. You got some niggas on your lawn. So what's the first forty-eight about then? They say the, the the trail runs cold after forty-eight hours. You have to you have to get to the facts within forty-eight hours, or else you'll never find the killer. Sorry, man. I don't watch CBS. You got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, investigate this shit, man. It's it's it's, it's a no brainer. Investigate. It's a no brainer. You're right, but here we are. All right. B, have you heard what's going on in Portland, Oregon? <sighs> nope. Portland is one of those places where I don't really hear anything about. Other than I've been there before. It rains a whole lot. It's very beautiful and green. Uh, they got good seafood. That's about all I know about Portland. CJ McCollum. What if I were to tell you, and don't forget Brendan Roy. Brendan oh, yeah. Roy walked, crawled, so CJ McCollum could run. Brendan Roy Maybe was that. a beast. B. Roy. Yeah, he, he stayed in, in college too long. He would have had a little bit more tread on that tire had he left early. Yeah. But I digress. In Portland, paramilitary officials and unmarked vehicles are... What's the word? They're kidnapping protesters. What? Paramilitary-dressed individuals, military fatigues, and unmarked vans are literally grabbing protesters off the streets and going somewhere. What? I'd say what again? I, that that is what does not compute. What? We find out that this is at the behest of the federal government who have sent in, I want to say CBP. What is CBP? CBP. Uh, Customs and Border Protection are going in Paramilitary fatigues, no names on badges, no identifiable names on the side of this. Basically dressed like soldiers. Right. Camouflage. Mercenaries. And, un and unmarked vans, and they are yanking individuals off the street, one of which was caught on camera. And then doing what with them? We don't know. Nobody's and come so, back yet? I don't know. Uh, so we know that they pulled someone off the street, and that's circulating on the major news outlets. And the official statement they released was that he was a person of interest in connection with a wild mob that was going on at the time. They hadn't seen the video. There's no mob. Guys is walking. Maybe he's getting ready to protest. Don't know. They pull up, yank him, and they take off. And we find out that this is on the behest of the federal government. Trump is allowing this to happen. He's, how, how do we find that out? What? That it's on the behest of the government. Oh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection? That's a federal entity. How do we find out that it was them, though, is what I'm saying? Well, the Portland mayor is saying it. Uh, the Portland gov I mean, the Oregon governor is saying it. Uh, it's, it's pretty clear. They're complaining that the federal government <laughs> is actually making the protest worse. Uh, uh, you know, a U.S. attorney has asked for review, but, you know, Barr is going to stop that. 
uh, this is a federal agency. So why they're pulling up in paramilitary uh, equipment and, and, and uh, unmarked vehicles and doing this in the city of Portland without informing uh, the, gov uh, the governor or the mayor of Portland, uh, this is a problem. And this has now escalated um, the protests that have been going on in Portland. These are federal agents, B, that have been sent in. under the auspice of, of crowd dispersing, they are snatching people off the streets who are protesting. Why we Portland? That, Why Portland? Uh, Portland may be an active protest hotspot now. It may huh. be. I, well, I, your, your, your explanation of why we know it's government and who's, who are the people that are telling, it, it's flimsy. But These I mean, are federal agents. That department, it's been confirmed by that department. So, so the department has come out and said, yes, this is us. We're kidnapping people. Yeah, this is a special task force created by the Department of Homeland Security in response to Trump's executive order. And their, their chief Listen, has wait, said... Wait, 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 wait. I'm giving it to you. Dated July 1st, the memo is a memo. There's a memo that was written titled Public Affairs Guidance, CBP Support to Protect Federal Facilities and Property. It describes a special task force created by the Department of Homeland Security in response to President Trump's executive order on protecting American monuments, memorials, and statues and combating recent criminal violence. The task force, the Protecting American Communities Task Force, PACT, has been tasked not only to assess civil unrest, but also to surge resources to protect against it. These are the individuals that are in connection with the CBP. CBP, you follow the chain down that are, are, have appeared in Portland, Oregon, dressed in military fatigues, equipped, you know, ordnance, driving around in unmarked vans and snatching protesters off the streets. And they did not tell the mayor of Oregon or the governor of Oregon. So in other words, you have federal activity occurring inside of a state that, has, that, that without, you know, a, having an agreement, and this, by the way, B, this is not federal property when this is where this is happening. I mean, back to what I said, it's, it's, it's not only for monuments, memorials, and statues, also combating recent criminal violence. Yeah. Civil unrest. B, was it, have you ever heard of, of, of countries where uh, the, 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 the state just pulls protesters off the street and takes them places? Where are some areas where you've heard that before? Um, communism, communist countries. Right. North Korea type them. shit. Yeah, Gestapo. So yeah, how, how do you feel about Perfect. this? I know you probably want to, want to do a little bit more research and I don't, yeah. I don't, normally I have this researched out, but this seems to be in connection with the memo from July 1st. Yeah. So the, the language changes in your, in your memo. So at one point they're just explaining who the people are and then it changes mm -hmm. to these are the people you see on the streets snatching. Like, why would they? Why would they say that they're they're they? Why would I say, oh, we're snatching protesters? That doesn't that doesn't sound. Those those are two different languages. I don't I don't think that that's all one statement. So, I'm, oh, I'm no, well. Actually, let me let me do it again. Let me let me tell you what the memo says. This is remember I said CBP. Uh -huh. The CBP. Uh, these are the Customs and Border Protection people that are doing this. They are doing this snatching protesters in connection. With um with this 
ordinance that was created in response to Trump's executive order about monuments, memorials, and statues, and he added on combating criminal violence. And who is he? He added on, you said. Who is he? Trump. Trump said snatching? No. No, I'm saying snatching. He's snatching oh, okay. protesters okay. off the street. Right, but, but I, don't, I, I don't hear anywhere where they said, yeah, we're the ones snatching. We're the ones doing this. Yes, I, I heard that that's what that task force oh, does. No, they, no they, they've, confirmed, they've confirmed it that they did it. I'm just looking for... Well, I don't know. Bar confirmed it as well. Here's but how. This is, this is not in dispute, B, that the CBP is an arm of the federal government and they've confirmed that they are acting in Portland. So okay. it's not disputable. So, it's just a matter of me finding yeah, the last you. person to set it. So how I feel about that then, that everything, you know, face value, I feel like this is some Gitmo um, craziness. Like, you know, this is you, you snatching United States citizens and not letting people know that they're snatched is some Guantanamo Bay type shit. And it's not acceptable. Department of Homeland Security. I don't care who, what department it is. It's, it's not acceptable. So all this time they've been talking about these, these, uh, these camps, these internment camps, these, uh, these camps that they've been building all over the West Coast or whatever. Is this what this is about? They're about to start putting, filling those camps up or I don't know. It just seems like it seems, it seems very Gitmo Bay. This should be disturbing to anybody out there that the federal government could create a task force of essentially strike SWAT teams that will come and snatch up anybody that they think is being unruly. And that's the key word, think. It's just discretion. So if they feel like you, you look, you fit the description of an unruly type, and we all know how that, what that looks like because we've seen it on the news. We know what unruly types look like. They have dreadlocks. Their pants are sagging. Uh, their skin is usually darker as compared to lighter. Maybe a pair of Jordans on. You know, your son, who, if you're listening to the show, just like your son, who's not a violent criminal, just somebody who follows trends. Body snatchers. Police state. 2020. 7-19-2020. In the United States of America, the federal government has sent in operatives inside of an American city without, without notifying the mayor of the city or the governor of the state that they will be conducting essentially military operations, taking people as they see fit off the street in unmarked vehicles. Some people would probably say this is the time to stand up and, and be taller and stronger. Whereas I say this is time to go ahead and, and abide by those corona rules and just stay in your homes, uh, uh, whatever in place, whatever. They, I can't remember what the, the, the phrase is, but do that. Is that what you serve for, B? Nope, that's not what I serve for. But I know that if this is going to, if this is true, this is going to require more than individuals out protesting. This is going to require. Oh, no, B, feel free to Google this even in real time. This unfortunately, horribly, horrifically is true. I believe you. I'm saying, I'm saying that this is not the time to stand up and, and fight that. We have to figure out a way. That has to be coordinated because one, one or two here or there is not gonna. That's not gonna fix this. this if this is if this is what's happening, then we need to. <laughs> we need to. We need to come up with something better than protesting. That's that isn't. That's not the acceptable. That isn't the acceptable uh, rebuttal to unmarked cars. Jump out like the jump out boys. That's what they called them here in Atlanta when the the the, the red dog SWAT team would they be in an unmarked van and they just roll up oh, on no. a group of people this and snatch them. Sam's. This is Uncle Sam's SWAT team. Yeah, that's why they. That's why they've got the extreme paramilitary. Arm. But as far as this should be, we're going to put that aside. Um, 
So uh, the House and Senate uh, tomorrow will take up debating another round of of bills. I think it's the CARE Act, another version of it, uh, to address the economy, um, reopening of schools at some point, education, and whether or not people's uh, people's uh, unemployment will be extended uh, as is now for another while. Already, the Trump administration has uh, expressed that any re- that they're aware that some of the bill requests money for coronavirus testing, and the Trump administration has already signaled to both uh, House and Senate that that's a no go. No, no money for no no extra money. No money for coronavirus testing. Also, uh, the CDC has been blocked from testifying for the House committee on how schools should reopen. How should schools reopen safely? The CDC has been blocked by the Trump White House. The numbers are skyrocketing. Um, if you haven't or if you don't, um, sooner soon you're going to know someone that... Uh, has either had or has died from coronavirus. Uh, B, you want to tell me a little bit about a little bit about what's going on in in your city? Um, Mayor uh, Mayor Bottoms uh, tried to was it a it was a a mask ordinance? Yeah, and did did she, and then did she try to uh, do stay at home again? She did. Um, I, actually, I'm I'm and listeners who don't know, I'm on my second quarantine now. Um, this is the second time. My wife and I have been quarantined for 14 days based on someone close to us or someone who worked in our vicinity being testing positive. So, um, but yeah, uh, Keisha got COVID and she also issued some type of mandate or ordinance to um, have everyone in the city have a mask on, which was then shot down by Brian Kemp, who was our governor. Not only that, I've heard that he's suing her. Yeah, he's suing her to block her from making any public <laughs> public statements about coronavirus. Just it's one just, no. fucking problem. <laughs> this little thing called the First Amendment and another thing called a uh, prior restraint. I'm not going to bore you with that, but basically, it just First Amendment, your right to speak out about something it doesn't just disappear because right. you hold a state office. Uh, so well, I, I don't expect that to I hold think, up. I think he's actually put a mandate in place saying that you there there is no there is not a way to force someone to wear a mask. However, in Atlanta, all the major stores have taken up their own policy to enforce 100% mask usage. So most WalMarts, Targets, um, restaurants, basically basically every known name store name brand has enforced 100% mask usage. So even if Brian Kemp decides that he wants to say that when you're out in the streets, you don't have to wear a mask, all of the restaurants, all of the the department stores, all the malls, all of those things are still requiring 100% mask usage. So you know that if you're in a a location, in a building, at least you're going to be protected while you're inside that building. Or at least not protected, but there'll be a better chance of being protected because everyone is enforced to wear a mask. You okay with that? What would you prefer? Would you prefer uh, a uh, a mask mandate or or not? Um, 
And I, I know for, you know, our listeners, you know, B, you've gone back and forth on this. Yeah, I, um, I, I've gone back and forth. However, like Kunta was saying, at this point now, if you don't know somebody that has had coronavirus or it has died from coronavirus, you know somebody who knows somebody. Like, it's one degree of separation at this point. So, Oh, I'm not saying that. No, you're about to know somebody because right, we're not doing right, anything. Right. And then the, the next step of that, of course, is in the next couple of weeks, you're going to absolutely know somebody or know, you know what I'm saying? It won't be one degree of separation anymore. Right now, there still are people who are one, one degree away. I'm one degree away. So uh, I think that even if you didn't want to believe it's kind of, it's a moot point. Like, there's no, there, it doesn't matter if you believe or not at this point. So, wearing a mask may not protect you. It may not save your life, but... It's the best thing we got next to a, a vaccine that people than may or may not take. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand the argument against masks at this point. I really don't. Right. I know Trump wants to say, well, you know, early on they say they said don't wear masks. Now they're saying wear masks. I'm confused. Yeah, that's called science. Yeah, and I'm not confused. It's not confusing when you, when at all. You, when you get new information, you adapt your thinking. Right. You always follow the empiric the uh, empiric data. Right. Whatever is changes your initial theory, you test it, and if it changes, then you 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 move. Yeah. You don't stay planet. You don't stay rigid in one spot and say, well, no, I said that six months ago, so this is where we are. It's not confusing at all. What's confusing is what they're, what they're considering corona deaths. Now, that is still confusing. That, to me, that's still a, a, a shit show. How many, how many deaths we have because of COVID? How many, how many deaths are being designated that shouldn't be? All that is still a shit show. I'm sure that those numbers are very high and pumped up way more than they need to be. I don't doubt that there's some fuckery going on on the back end of that. However, it is real and there are people who are dying because of COVID. And if the all and if all you have to do is to put on a mask or stay your ass at home, those are two things that can be done. The mask is very staying at home is not so easy. The mask is easy. Put the fucking mask on. What the worst thing could happen is you just sweat a little bit more on your face. So <clears throat> the death toll, which B says he's not always sure is accurate, is up to 140,474. The total amount of cases appear to be 3,762,81. The, the, the country of the United States occupies maybe 2 to 4% of the world's population. And I believe we have 20% or more of the world's cases. Yeah, see, that, to me, that doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't track. So I'm saying that I think those numbers are inflated. But that's, that doesn't mean that it's no, not serious. Cases, I didn't say deaths. I no, said I cases. I'm talking about cases, too. I, that doesn't track. I'm saying that those numbers are probably inflated. But that doesn't mean that it's not real and it's not serious and we shouldn't be taking some type of precautions. Okay, well, Dr. Redfield and Dr. Fauci disagree with you. Dr. That's Redfield fine. and Dr. Fauci actually think that the number could be five times higher than that because the testing has failed. And they could be liars too. And there are, there are, a, lot of, there are a lot of paid liars in our, in our government and around our government. The periphery of our government is full of fucking corruption and full of liars. So all I'm saying is, yes, they are doctors. So if you were going to trust somebody, yeah, yeah I'm, to you listeners, please trust the doctors over me. But for me and mine... I don't believe a lot of the bullshit they say. And so, I'm, and no matter what number you give me that Fauci says, I'm not going to agree with it because I know he, for a fact he's in the periphery of all this corrupt bullshit. And how is he the only, he's the lone ranger? He's the one guy that's not corruptible? Yeah, right. 
He's full of shit like the rest of them. I said Redfield as well. By the way, breaking news, Israel has gone back into lockdown. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Canada has just reported no baseball here. They've formally let the Blue Jays know you cannot, you will not be playing baseball here. Yeah. Because Major League Baseball is trying to set up. They're trying to. So is the NBA. That's that's days away. It's going to go on until someone gets coronavirus on the Lakers. Then it will probably stop. Isn't that sad? Yeah. It's very sad. Did you hear about the WNBA player? Uh, What's her name? Elena Deladon. I think that's it. She's a... she has Lyme disease. Oh, wow. And uh, the WNBA is trying to do the same thing, like a bubble. Yeah. And uh, she's, she told, you know, she had a, her doctor informed her that that wouldn't be a good idea because she has Lyme disease. Right. And she informed the WNBA and a committee by the WNBA said, nah, you need to come here. What? And if, and if you don't, you're not getting paid. Oh, wow. You know how much money those WNBA players, you know they're balling, right? No, they, she makes about as much as I do. So she can't miss that check. Not at all. She needs it just like I need my check. So she had to, <laughs> she had to find a workaround. And that workaround was for her to get elective back surgery. Huh? So they would l- rather her go oh, on... Wow. Go on um, physically unable to participate because of a back surgery. Wow. Then to say, hey, I know your personal doctor thinks this might be a risk, but fuck that bitch. Come here and no check. Lyme disease is not a joke. That's not like a, that's not a joke. That's literally what happened, B. That is literally what the fuck happened. Uh, I saw the WNBA commissioner get raked over coals by this. I forgot who was interviewing her. And, you know, she said this bullshit. Oh, well, it's an independent committee. And, you know, we, you know, the doctors are on committee. They, we follow the science. Yeah. And there's a, then two minutes later. So she's she has opted for to take for surgery on her back, and now she doesn't have to go. Don't you think those things are related? No, I I wouldn't say that. Good for her, I guess. Man, I hope she needed the back surgery. It was something she was putting off, and she really needed it. And she's not just doing a well. She's an athlete, of course. There's probably stuff wrong with her. God. Any professional athlete that's been no, any professional athlete probably has something wrong. But damn it, though, back surgery is a is a big one. That's a that's a scary one. Well, I don't know how extensive it is. So I'm just saying she opted to do that because that was the only way for her not to be in the bubble and and be at risk of coronavirus, which could kill her. That's madness. And not, and not miss paychecks that she needs. That's madness. This is WNBA. They're supposed to be the most progressive people there are. This is the NBA. They shut down for anybody shut down. Yeah, yeah. So they're, the bubble, B. They're one of our more progressive leagues. players come in. Huh? They're one of our more progressive leagues, actually. The bubble is in the middle of Florida. <laughs> That's already a problem. <laughs> the hot spot of coronavirus on planet Earth. Okay, so the players don't leave. Okay, okay. Who makes the food? Yeah. Who takes out the trash? All those people that leave? Yeah, because they, they don't have a dormitory there, do they? Nah. No. No, they don't. No, they don't. The Trump administration has now uh, said that all... Uh, statistical data regarding deaths and and um, and instances of coronavirus, deaths and infections, should now not be sent to the CDC, but sent directly to the White House. Yeah, right, nigga. <laughs> That's not a joke. I know. It's just I, I'm calling him a nigga, not you. No. <laughs> yeah, right, nigga. This nigga is tripping, man. 
Oh man. Right. So so Trump, this is this is we're gonna wind this down on this. So Trump went on Fox News, you know, his favorite, his favorite, favorite, most favoritist station that there ever was. He went on Fox News with Christopher Wallace, Chris Wallace, not Biggie, but Chris Wallace. <laughs> and he's he's talking to Chris Wallace and he's talking about how, well, we only have so many cases because we're testing. Right. That's why. True. And that's, Chris that's, Wallace that's says, well, well, the numbers are not tracking that. Sir, sir, the numbers are not. We did, what do you say, 20 million tests and we have like, you know, 30 something million cases that the numbers are not tracking. It's, it, it's expanding. And Trump says, Trump then has uh, Kelly, whatever the fuck her name is, hand him a sheet. Conway? No. McIlvain? No. McCauley, something like that. Oh, Who yeah. fucking cares? She won't be working in a year. Uh, and that's even if he gets reelected. He goes through those press secretaries pretty pretty fast. Um, she hands a piece of paper and he tries to say, look, you know, see it says here, oh, the claim was that we are the best. We don't have many deaths. We are the best. And, <laughs> and Chris Wallace in, no, uh, the statistics show the United States is actually seventh as far as fatalities. It's behind, you know, he's, he's Russia. But he started naming off these, these shithole countries. Right. And Trump has um, whatever her name is, Kelly, come and bring him a sheet and says, look here, look at this. This says, this is what it says, Chris. I don't know why you're getting these fake statistics from. Right. It says so right here. What he was using were statistics from Europe, you know. Who flatten their curves? Yeah, uh, but that's not the interesting part. B, Fox News. Chris Wallace says, "Mr. Trump, I've got some exciting news for you. We just got back uh, our Fox poll, and I'm happy to share with you, for the you know here and now, the outcome of that poll that we, the Fox News poll, B." As far as Americans who say they're more likely to vote for Biden or Trump, 49% of Americans say Trump. And that was, I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. 49% said Biden, which in the breakdown was 8% eight percentage points higher than Trump because it wasn't a full hundred. I guess, you know, you have a small percentage of whoever the fuck, Kanye, I guess. So eight point deficit and more likely to vote for, for Biden than Trump. Then he goes on and he says, um, approval of how you've handled the pandemic or who would handle the pandemic better, Biden or you? 47% for Biden which broke down to a 7% point over how Americans see Trump handling the pandemic going forward. So, so far, he's down 8%, 8 points to Biden and who are they likely to vote for in this Fox poll. He's down 7 points to Biden on who uh, these prospective voters think would handle the pandemic. Right. And uh, here's the interesting one. And the last item that Chris Wallace read to him is, do Americans think Joe Biden or Donald Trump would be better for the economy? 
it was Joe Biden <laughs> by one point, but it still was Joe Biden. Oh man. You know what Trump said? It's a fake poll. The polls were, were fake in 2016. These polls, I mean, these, these polls are even more fake. Fake polls. Uh, Fox, Fox News. News polls. Fox News, yeah. Man, B, I don't know where this is going. Where the fuck is November it, at? That's what I need to know. B, we just trying to make it through July. Shit. So? I can't wait got, to vote. I can't wait to vote. You got federal agents in military fatigues snatching people off the street. You've got a president who is now openly trying to pretend that coronavirus doesn't exist and that it's just going to go away. He had three events this past week, B. Not one of them was about coronavirus. Yeah. Um, he's now demanded that all statistics from the states on coronavirus be sent directly to the White House and no longer the CDC. You can't see it. It's not there, B. Um, his administration has blocked the CDC's uh, head, Dr. Redfield, from testifying before a House committee about how we're supposed to safely open up schools. Of course. By the way, California said, fuck you. We're now having live in-person schools, uh, schooling until further notice. Yeah, that's um, a sensible thing. Fox is now turning on him. Yep. Yet this motherfucker. This nigga. Still. Still has at the very least, at the very least, unless this shit turns into a mushroom cloud before November, at the very least, this motherfucker still has a puncher's chance <laughs> and probably more. <sighs> We're going to document this bullshit. This isn't the last. Every week is, is more incredible than the week before. Every week, we run out of superlatives. We run out of adjectives about what's happening in this country. The whole thing is on fire. Every week. But we're going to continue to talk about it. We'll be here for you. Because no matter what happens, it's always going to be black on both sides. Where nothing is black and white. <laughs>